multiple sclerosis has come a long way over the last 20 years with the surge in the number of highly effective therapies available. Whilst most patients have benefited, those with progressive MS have seen only limited success in previous trials. In this month's JNNP, this challenge is brought into focus with a paper reporting on a systematic approach to selecting drugs for repurposing in the treatment of progressive MS. Joining me today are two of its authors, Nick Cunniff and Professor Alistair Coles, both from the University of Cambridge. Uh, Professor Coles is a world expert in developing new therapies for MS, whilst Nick's research has focused on clinical trials using drugs capable of promoting remyelination. And they've both been working as part of a team of researchers, clinicians, and people affected by MS, led by the MS Society, to select repurposed treatments for testing in progressive MS trials. So, uh, Alistair Coles, I might start with you by asking um, if you could start by telling us a little about what about the history of drug development in the area of progressive MS and why it was important for you and your co-authors to develop this contemporary approach to therapeutic discovery. Well, thank you. And yes, progressive MS is the biggest unmet need at the moment. If you go back to the 1980s and 1990s, you'll find people experimenting with really powerful drugs that suppress the immune system, including even bone marrow transplantation in people with progressive MS. And the results were really very disappointing. And so that whole area was uh, parked while we developed, as you say, a whole plethora of drugs to treat the relapsing emitting phase of the disease. And then around the turn of the millennium, people started to look again at progressive MS and borrowed drugs from other disease areas to see if, broadly speaking, neuroprotection would be helpful in treating these patients. Uh, and that culminated in a fantastic trial, the MS-SMART trial, which reported at the beginning of last year, uh, which was a very comprehensive and large study of progressive MS, of three drugs uh, of putative neuroprotective action, duoxetine, imiliride, and rilizol. And sadly, those drugs were found not to be effective in slowing or halting progression. So uh, our paper came at the behest of the MS Society, who really wanted us to think again about how we might approach identifying drugs that could be effective in progressive MS. So turning to you, Nick, the process of identifying candidate therapies was very thorough. Can you talk us through uh, who was involved and what your key requirements were when considering a therapy for repurposing? Uh, absolutely, yes. So, so our group was one with a rather diverse skill set. Um, it included uh, MS specialist clinicians, uh, laboratory scientists, people with experience of the pharmaceutical industry, and importantly, people that are uh, affected by MS. And together, uh, as Alistair mentioned, the MS Society tasked us with identifying the most promising treatments to go forwards into their clinical trial platform. And we decided right at the outset that our key requirement and our highest priority would be given to safe, licensed drugs that are able to close the blood-brain barrier and act on pathological mechanisms thought to be relevant to progression in multiple sclerosis. So looking at your paper, it's phenomenal work. And I think you identified initially over 300 potential drugs in your review, and you managed to whittle this down to the most to more promising candidates. How did you actually go about uh, creating this more refined list? Yeah, so first off, we pruned those that did not cross the blood-brain barrier. 
symptomatic treatments were excluded, and um, as were those with a sole, solely immunosuppressant mechanism of action. And the majority of drugs that actually made our short list of 29 treatments were contributed by members of the committee, clinicians, and indeed experts within the wider MS research community. Now, in evaluating these, we deployed a method recommended to us by the Cure Parkinson's Trust, essentially in preparing a series of summary documents, manuscripts for each compound. Uh, and these documents included uh, important information on pharmacodynamics, pharmacokinetics, the mechanism of action, and of course, their evidence base in vitro, in vivo, and uh, where applicable uh, in clinical trials. And these were then assessed by members of our group uh, using a scoring system that prioritised both efficacy and safety. And thereafter, the top 14 of these drugs were taken forward to a face-to-face -face, uh, conference. These were each then presented, uh, again, critically evaluated by the group, who then scored each drug again, once more prioritising those that the group felt had a robust preclinical rationale, but additionally selecting those that they felt were ready uh, with enough evidence to enter a clinical trial. And a final layer of scrutiny was added by sending our selections for an independent external review. And ultimately this, this process led to the recommendation of, of three drugs that we're very excited about. Uh, firstly, R-alpha lipoic acid, secondly, metformin, thirdly, niacin, and also we also um, thought a particularly exciting development might be the combination treatment of R-alpha lipoic acid and metformin. So people will be interested to know um, why you ended up with those top three and from a mechanistic point of view, why you think those therapies will alter disease progression and progressive MS? Yes, yeah, so the so priority was given to those repurposed drugs with the potential to target several different mechanisms that were believed to be important to the pathobiology of progression. So for example, our first choice, our alpha lipoic acid, has anti-inflammatory effects, but it has additionally been shown to be neuroprotective in models of glutamate-mediated cytotoxicity. In fact, it's previously also been used in a small trial of people with secondary progressive MS and shown to have a small benefit on brain atrophy. Uh, our second choice, metformin, is anti-inflammatory in animal models, is neuroprotective as well, and uh, has also recently been shown to be able to promote oligodendrocyte progenitor cell differentiation and so enhance remyelination of demyelinated axons. And finally, our third drug, niacin, has similarly been shown to be neuroprotective in, in experiments where it reduces microglial-induced neurotoxicity, but it also has additional remyelinating effects. So finally, turning back to you, uh, Professor Coles, so obviously a lot of work, a lot of people went into generating this refined list of uh, three or four candidate therapies. So patients and clinicians will uh, be eager to know when we can expect to see these in, in clinical trials. So do you have plans or are there plans afoot to, to start these trials? Very definitely. So in parallel with our efforts of identifying these promising candidates, the MS Society also funded and encouraged an effort to build a platform for multi-arm adaptive trials in the UK for people with progressive MS. So towards the end of this year, I'm pretty sure we will see the beginning of a rolling succession of trials on uh, within that platform to test whether or not these drugs that we've identified will impact progressive MS. 
So exciting news for patients and um, obviously with uh, using platform and adaptive trial designs, hoping to get to an answer and a therapy um, uh, as soon as possible. So um, I want to thank my guests, uh, Dr. Nick Kniff and uh, Professor Alistair Coles for uh, giving us this overview of their paper and remind our listeners that the paper is available in full for download at the JNNP website. But for now, thanks for listening and see you next time.